Welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. This is episode 27. 27. 27. What's really best for the kids? What is really best for the kids? I don't know. I feel like I needed a rap or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we are doing the and conclusion. That could also be the title oh, because yeah. we're doing chapter six and seven, right? Of You and Me Forever. We are finishing up the book. We're doing a rap, if you will. Wow. With a W that time. It wasn't a rap. rap. Yeah. Got it? Okay. Different kind. Real yeah. funny. Okay. But we're going to wrap the book, and uh, which is super exciting because, again, because we can't shut up about it. Tomorrow we're going to meet Francis Chan, and I'm still trying to figure out what am I going to do in my 30 seconds of meeting him if I even get to at the VIP thing. Anyway, my name's Lori Krieg, the one who's obsessed with Francis Chan. <laughs> Matt Krieg. And I'm Steve. the one adjacent to the one yes. who's obsessed with Francis Chan. <laughs> and adjacent other side right. is yes. producer Steve and this is the Hole in My Heart podcast the one where we talk about how the gospel is good news for everybody every day we often talk about things related to sexuality which is great uh, but we just got back from Chicago which is great we had a great uh, time with Trinity Christian College speaking to a bunch of students and staff and faculty and parents there so if you guys are listening new listeners was great spending time with you and hello. And then we uh, recorded a couple podcasts with Java with Julie. Uh, so that's the authentic intimacy group there. Um, and it's so funny because we recorded two there. And then we're like, I just can't wait to get back into the comfy seats with our podcast because we just love it so much. <laughs> but Steve, you've got uh, news that supersedes ours. Oh, your grandpa. Yes, I am once again a grandpa. Yes. I would like this to now just for a moment become the grandpa steve podcast we just do that <laughs> yeah I'm get it kidding. go ahead yeah uh so back in my day <laughs> when we started this thing yes. in september was it yeah uh-huh. of 17 of 17 mm-hmm. way of back 17 i don't know uh, way off in 17 <laughs> yes uh i had recently become a grandpa and now suddenly i am again yes they are irish twins as we call them wow in, in ireland uh, Wait, are you Irish? I am. Oh, what's well, oh, your goal? I was producer Steve. Now I'm out as the Irish that I am. Yeah, they're ten months apart. <gasps> ten. Yes. Months. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. the mom and dad have their hands full for sure. Oh my word! In fact, our hands are semi full at this moment because we're watching the older brother. That's amazing. I like the post, the picture you posted of your like, you know, yeah. how you like. What did you say was your caption? Something you took a picture like, of the older brother. I just imagined him someday saying, you know. That was the day my sister was born, and yeah. then nobody ever took another picture of me again. Yes, and he's so, got those big, pretty blue eyes. Yes. It's so cute. So we're still taking pictures of both of them now. Good job. Yep. yep. Way to go, parent. Hey, Steve? We got, we got a boy and a girl. Yes. And, you know, I just raised boys. Yeah. Oh. And so I'm real excited to have is... a little girl. Ophelia Grace. Oh, that's really mm. cute. Right. Did you guys help with the name? Or they just... No. They pick... Okay. That was, I think, one that they had picked a while ago. So I love it. Yeah. Well, that was, we'll conclude okay, Grandpa yes, Talk. I will hand the podcast back over to I, you. We'll bring it back up. <laughs> uh, so we are going to talk about the question of the week from last week, which was alluding to the concluding, um, the wrap of the book, which is what's something that you've learned or you can take away from this walking through this marriage conversation? And um, I'm sure we'll never talk about marriage again. Just kidding. Hmm. But uh, what's what's your one of your biggest takeaways? What's maybe changed in you as a result of... Um, just this podcast and reading the book. I think the the biggest thing for me is just that that eternal focus that 
you know, if you start from heaven and work your way backward, mm. as Francis puts it, it really, it really puts perspective on a lot of the suffering, a lot of the things that we go through and get hung up on in this life. Yeah. I've, I've again tried to pray only eternal things and lasted maybe a minute and a half. What do you pray? What's in your, what's the words? It's literally God help me love you better. Wow. Like over and over. Usually maybe a little different flavor, but it's, it's, I can't really think of much else that that's going to be eternal that, you know, isn't that you this can finite talk about. thing that I, that I understand to the point of actually forming sentences in my head or with my mouth. Yeah. So if, so if you guys missed that episode, that's the one where uh, we talked about how Francis encourages us to just try, try, like if eternal is what's going to be there after we're dead, like this is just a short time on earth. Pray into that. Pray into what God's building. And so he challenges us to pray about eternal things only. And Matt tried it. Lasted like a minute last time and a minute again. Hmm. I don't know, maybe like 20 seconds when I've tried it. So you win. Well, I, I do have long pregnant pauses when I talk sometimes. <laughs> I <know>. so. <laughs> Back to the early days of the podcast and I just like wiggle my arm and a, move it along, please. And you're like, I am not... I'm moseying my way here. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm from the South. No. Oh, there Actually, you go. Yeah, I'm yeah, you know, born true. in you Dallas, so Texas. I oh, yeah. am from the South. And your counselor, you got that like rhythmic, like, don't worry, you're safe here. You should do like a, <laughs> like have some like ocean music. Oh, with, like, the, yeah. Enya, you and Enya could make a, ma- <laughs> drop a mad track. Do it. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Wow. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, so. So many things for me. I, I think I'm still hung up on, you know, stare at Jesus, you know, yes. being in his presence, not really coming with an agenda, you know, and having lots to say, but yeah. just an awareness of, I think, just an increase of worship in my everyday life. Hmm. And I don't know, stop trying to like save my marriage, but yeah. focus on Jesus, let him do the work there and um, do the work on me and on us, you know, yeah. and um, just that idea that if, if there's a problem in my marriage, really it's a problem in my heart, in, yeah. in me, yep. you know, and, um, and I think this chapter on, on kids that we're going to yeah. talk about, that got really raw for me because... Yeah. Um, we've done that a few times. Yeah, and we've just experienced more, um, it's been easier in our marriage than it has been with our parenting. You know, um, mm-hmm. and we've experienced more struggle, I guess, uh, totally. in that category. Well, I'm looking forward to talking about that. And I want to learn from you and what you learned in, in your learning. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest takeaways for me in this book and in this marriage series, I really feel like a different person than when we began this series, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. And what the book did, the book itself didn't necessarily change me. It changed a lot of our conversation. It changed a lot of our thinking, like to be like, oh, not only is this marriage just not about me and like getting along and like the differences between us, but it's all about God. Our walk with our kids is all about God. Mm. And um, that was really encouraging. But then too, just like how he frames it that way, then it wasn't this like, oh, the sexuality conversation is the like the most terrible thing between us. It was like, okay, where can we agree and lean in? But I'll just be honest. I, I posted a pretty like pretty awesome blog in my opinion this last week because it was all about God. Mm. And um, so full disclosure, cause we're uh, never vulnerable. We'll just take it to the next level. I, cause I kind of want to add some closure in the sense that it's like closing of a chapter and like looking forward from episode 24, which many of you guys listened to that one, which is great. 
Um, but last week, when before we recorded, I had been feeling for weeks like Matt and I needed to do some of that listening, inner healing prayer stuff that we talked about in some of the early podcast episodes. We talked about it with Carolyn. And so right before we recorded, I was like having this crazy internal storm. Like, no, I'm not going to do it. Why does God have me walk with this trauma and this pain for so long? God doesn't see me. He hates me. Why does he want to heal everyone but me? There's nothing left for me. It's like God loves everyone but me. And then we come to this podcast and like even Branson's wisdom, uh, Dr. Branson Parler's wisdom on just like framing marriage in such a way that I was able to receive it really exhorted me. And so we, we went, got pizza for date night. We just threw it on the counter, got home. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And I had such a terrible attitude, but I knew I had to do it. And so we, we prayed and um, I describe what happened in the blog, right? It's called the, the day I became Wonder Woman. And all I'll say is I was able to actually go back to that place of trauma. And I've tried, I tried like a year ago when stuff came up and it would, everything would just go black or dark. I couldn't go back there. And I think because God wanted me to learn some things in what we're calling the school of suffering, uh, this, and he wanted you to learn some things, Matt. And, um, I don't think we would have studied this book and I don't know how much of this podcast would have been as gritty had we not been going through that. And so God met me, Jesus met me and just showed me where he was in that trauma. Um, and I just saw like, I like just in this series of like, uh, so something bad was happening and I just start talking, get away, get away from me. And I grow bigger and stronger. And I become this, like in this praying vision as I go back in my mind to this terrible trauma and I become this like warrior and I'm like telling the darkness and whoever it was that I still can't remember to get away, but it wouldn't flee. And I just knew that I needed to ask Matt who now because of this great brain framework, I'm like, he's my co-warrior. And I'm like, can you pray with me? And so even though we were praying together, he, I like see him enter the scene and he's like, get away in the name of Jesus. And so this darkness fled this memory. And um, I saw Jesus enter and, um, and I was able to like comfort this little girl, me, who had been hurt at so young. And then Jesus like put these beautiful robes on her and then he like starts walking her out the door. And then the most poignant moment for me was when he turned and pointed to me still standing next to co-warrior Matt in like my warrior get up. And he's like, in my Wonder Woman get up, he's <laughs> like, you're going to be her someday. And the little three-year-old me is like, what? Like, really? And he's like, yeah. And like in my heart, I'm like, um, yeah, you're going to be me, but it's because of the pain. Mm -hmm. It's because of like walking through this. You're going to get strong in the midst of that walking with Jesus. And so um, that scene, like I keep checking in with myself. So if you guys like read that and you're like, I mean, is it really going to last? I've done things like that before with other like wounds and pain and it has changed me. And I feel like I keep checking in with myself and I'm like, I'm like more joyful. I feel more loving. I keep asking Matt, I'm like, is that different? Did I just respond differently in that way? Like I yeah. keep, because I, like, I was so excited to go speak yesterday because I was, I've heard even as I've listened to some of these podcasts, I'm like, ah, I hear this like bitterness in my voice. And I'm like, God, do I need to stop speaking? Like, I don't want to be angry. Hmm. And I hear in my voice, like in speaking yesterday, like I heard someone just say like, um, afterward it was a chaplain and he's like you have such a way of and this is just glory to god guys this is not me i couldn't change myself from angry um to not angry and he was like there's such a you have such authority when you speak but incredible compassion and i like looked at matt i was like oh, 
Isn't that a little bit more different? Like increased like compassion. And even when I talked about marriage, I don't, I don't know, Matt, maybe mm-hmm. you can speak to that. Well, yeah, talking I, can, a lot. I can jump into there because yeah. like I have seen a lot of differences in you and, <gasps> and, and especially in, um, you know, you said something even this morning that you were, you know, going to work out and, you know, run on the treadmill at the hotel we were staying at and, yeah. and guys looked at you and usually you would want to like gouge their eyes out. Like I don't just get like, oh guys like this, or women, whatever. You know, oh, they looked at me. I'm like a rager. You, I'm you, angry. You get triggered and yeah. then you, you, you know, you are in fight or flight mode. And, yeah. and for you that often comes across as simultaneously, you know, get away from people, but yeah. then just seethe in anger inside yeah. because you feel powerless. Yeah. And you know, after, after having been through this, this episode where, where we went back into, you know, into this place of wounding in your life and, and really saw God there. And, and I think it's really beautiful that God didn't just be like, okay. And he picked up the person and carried them out of yeah, the room or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was like, he invited you back into yourself. Yeah. Like that, that you are actually I don't want to say in control, but that you have authority, yeah. you know, in your own life and, and in the battle and the real battle being a spiritual one. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you, you're not going to be able to control everything, but, mm-hmm. and, and then also that, that you're not fighting alone. Yes. And, and one of the questions that we asked after that was done was when did we forget that we were co-warriors yeah. and that we are co-warriors and yeah. that is what we're called to be together yeah. as a, as a married couple, as opposed to just, you know, two people raising kids together and living alongside one another. And, you know, it's, it's more than that. And I want to say too, like, I haven't been this like angry and trigger, trigger happy, except until this memory came up again. So I did a lot of deep healing a decade ago and there's been different waves of healing. Cause I think it's just like, you think I do my one, one and done. I'm good now. I mean, I got like normal Christian struggles, but so that's like why I was so shocked that I was like, what? I still got to deal with this junk, like new junk. And so just so you know, like I've always been this like angry, but I was noticing since it this new memory came up, it's been a painful year. And then I just noticed it was like my body was like, you can't carry this anymore. This is something I actually do want to heal. That's like what I sense. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. same sex attractions, blah, blah, blah. I get, that was fine. Like I can live with that. This is more, this is actually a wound that I sense God was like, I don't want you to have to live here anymore, Lori. I want to heal this. Mm. And so he did. And I'm so excited. Wow. Isn't and that amazing? That is. Right? That is so, we're still learning what that means. Yeah. Right. You know, what, right. what healing in that really looks like. And mm. so, but it's exciting because yeah. it's hopeful. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Thanks. And thank you. Like, so a main thing from this book is like, I just learned Jesus is so awesome and he wants to use people. If it's your spouse, your co-warriors, which could be your spouse, your friends, your roommates to lean into building the kingdom. And I also learned because you guys were so kind in, in, in at episode 24, you responded with such tenderness. I also like really my like hope for the church geometer went up. <laughs> Uh, and it, and hope for you all too. If you are in a place of brokenness and a place of pain in your marriage or alone, like think that one of the lies the enemy screams into our ears and whispers and drips is like, you're all alone. No one's going to love you. No one's going to accept you. And I, I want to say, no, that is not true. That is not, some people may reject you. You may be too much for some people, but not everyone and not 
mature Christians who are able to walk with you no matter what you're walking with. So I'm just so excited to preach that Jesus is awesome. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to jump to Goofball Island briefly and then um, we're going to take the magic school bus though, right? Have we already mm. done that? Uh, no. So we're going to take the magic school bus because no. we're talking about uh, children's shows. Mm-hmm. So oh. let's take, go to Goof, right? Goofball yeah. Island. Let's ride on the magic school bus. Ride on the magic school bus. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we are taking a vacation for our problems here, and we're going to talk about what was one of your favorite childhood TV shows, and what made it your favorite? I loved the TV show Doug. I was a Nickelodeon fan. Oh, yeah. So so Doug, Hey Arnold, you know, that was like my my jam. What'd you like about (laughs) Doug? He was like kind of the depressed kid. I guess that was kind of He was kind of the nerd. He was, I mean, he wasn't... He he really was kind of me. Like I wasn't <laughs> a writer, um, so I didn't have a journal that I wrote in every night. But that that's how Doug always started out. But he was he was not the athletic kid. He was he was smart, but not like super super nerd. Yeah. Um, but it was just it was kind of a calm and like he was like an introvert kid. He, he was. wasn't the popular outgoing like rah rah everyone let's gather and do things. Right. He was he liked some mayonnaise. Patty mayonnaise. Patty mayonnaise. Like some food stuff. <laughs> he liked food stuffs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, and and the Beats, the the rock band, which I think was a play on the Beatles. I don't know. Yeah, but, oh, there it is. Yeah. You know, but anyway, yeah, wow. he he did like Patty mayonnaise. <laughs> Man, gross. Mayonnaise is gross. Okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna reveal my age here, like because I predate Nickelodeon. Um, yeah. I watched a lot of PBS when I was little. Uh huh. Mister Rogers. Hey, right yes. up there. Yep. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I have no problem admitting that now. Yeah. Um, but I do remember that when Nickelodeon did come around, there was kind of like appointment viewing every day coming home from school. With what? It was you can't do that on television. Which was a weird show out of Canada. That was a weird show. Was it like a first reality show? They kind of did reality shows. It was not a reality show. You know the green slime? Yeah. That's where that, that TV show is where that got started. Uh Because there were, uh, I don't remember, if any kid said water, a bucket of water just came from, you know, somewhere above the frame. Yeah, it was random. Kids sure do love random And if they said, I think if they said, I don't know, then (laughs) green slime. Yeah. And just sitting around in the writer's room like, I got a great idea. Right. Yeah. Also, Tom and Jerry. I just watched a oh, lot of Tom and Jerry yeah. cartoons. Classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved Mr. Rogers. That was one of like three shows we were allowed to watch. <laughs> Others being Adventures in Odyssey and other VHS tapes. Sure. McGee and me. On the family. VeggieTales? Yeah, but that was like a little later. I yeah, was a little yeah. bit older then. Right. Uh, and they'd sing like songs about bunnies that were you worshipped. And <laughs> anyway, and then I also, my brothers, my, I've got, I'm surrounded by a bunch of boys in our family and we love Spider-Man. So were we allowed to watch it? No, but if my mom was gone, mm-hmm. <laughs> we would sneak it and we loved Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, we loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, that was a good quick little goofball island, but I want to make sure that we have time uh, to talk about what is really best for the kids. So chapter six, um, Steve, you were saying before we started just that this one was pretty like hit you between the eyes. Yeah. Uh, and it's starting to more as our kids get older and we start seeing, okay, we're raising sinners, huh? <laughs> <laughs> They're more than just cute. They're more than just little eye candy with diapers. They're, they got their own wills. Um, yeah. So the main premise is 
this so the whole book is about marriage but then how our eyes need to be focused on the king and on the mission to make disciples and so how essentially he's saying when did kids become a burden when did they go from being uh like arrows that we could use mm. and like be a part of the 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 ministry and to make disciples and they became just like this eye roll of like aren't they the worst your life begins after they're out of the house um so what did you guys think of like that overall premise i think there's a lot of that i mean i've i can identify with that i mean not so much now but i wonder if we've got kind of a consumer mentality yeah and as we send our kids to sunday school you know and youth group and even school school and expect other people to kind of like do our job for us. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. actual training and teaching and yes. instructing. And mm -hmm. um, I just had no idea of the enormity of the job going into it, yeah. you know, parenting. So I think I just have for so many years just been trying to catch up. Yeah. And at the same time, like frustrated. Well, not so much, like I said, not now, but there was a time when I was like frustrated that they weren't getting it and somebody else wasn't doing their job right, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a really humble thing mm. to say. So here's where Matt and I struggle. Um, okay. So we're doing this ministry life, you know, trying to like make disciples and like, so Francis really is like, Hey, you need to make sure these kids know that God is the ultimate authority and that you represent that. And so mm. it's kind of like a little bit laying down the law ish. So Matt and I are like really bleedy hearts. And like, so then we see like people come in and we meet with them and they've been like hurt by their parents in like really authoritative ways. Mm. So we, I think can err on the side of lack of discipline. Um, I don't know how to do that. Cause then it's like, I know all these core needs. And then I like see this sad kid and I'm like, I get like, honestly catatonic. I'm like, I don't know what to do in this moment to mm. do I, do I hug him? Do I tell him, no, go to your room? <laughs> like, I, do you know, do you rest? Did you wrestle with that? Do you wrestle with that? Like how much do I do mercy and yeah. like, uh, authority? I totally get that. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because like for me, I'm not saying for you guys at all, but for me, there was also, what do people think? The opinions yeah. of, oh, totally. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, of those church people and those teachers. Yeah. And, you, you know, cringe. like, uh -huh. right. So there's a little bit of like, ah, uh, so you, you know, your feelings were hurt because yeah. of what Mrs. So-and-so said today at school. Yeah. I want to like move toward you, but at the same time, like, well, shape up and then she won't whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, sure. So anyway, I don't know why I'm camping out in like the school scenario. But well, I'm sure so many that's a public those. scenario where right. you, that you send them off and then they get tested by the world. Yeah. So you wrestled with that. Well, and, and I think for us personally, that's one of the things we've seen because we put our daughter in dance class. And, yeah. Um, noticed fairly quickly that she doesn't listen well. It you doesn't. Know, when, yeah, intentionally. Like she, she, yeah, yeah. She's she's actually qu quite good, like coordinated and, and everything. Yeah, but, but then it's like the the teacher, the instructor would say, hey, let's all go to the bar. Let's all, you know, we're going to do these spins. And then Gwen's off to the side, like, you know, yeah. just doing her own thing. And it's like, okay, we if we're going to be sending her to dance class, we need to make sure that she's actually paying attention mm. and so it's like okay what is the how do you properly <laughs> instruct on paying attention and listening right. and responding correctly the the first time and 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 everything but without like this 
I don't, you know, domineering type of no, you like. You have to do it. Yeah. Right. Well, and then, okay, because then I can get in this mode. Okay. Because Francis is like, okay, your kids need to learn how to listen to God more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to learn that He is the authority and that He has this call on their life. Like, it's He loves them, He's called them. And so He's like, He, they need to watch you be obedient yeah. to God. And so I was like, okay, that would help. Because I think about like how, and he, he talks about this, like how many kids leave because they their parents would say things, mm. but they wouldn't actually do it. Like God is the ultimate authority. We listen, we do whatever he says. And so I was like, okay, is that where some of the secret lies is like, if I as a parent am modeling, hey, I actually don't want to go and do this speaking thing. And I know it's hard for you, but guess what? And I say this to our sensitive, sweet little three-year-old now, Gwen. And I'm like, hey, but God calls us to do hard things. And I, I love you. I want to be with you. Because she's like weeping mm. as I'm leaving. And I'm like, but I say yes to God first. And I, mm. I'm, I'm trying to say that more. I'm not some saint, but I'm trying to say that. And so I'm like, is that going to help? <laughs> yeah. And actually, sorry, as you were talking, I'm like, shoot, Um, because I'm, you know, I think of, you know, our daughter and and how she doesn't really listen. She does her own thing sometimes. And, you know, the thing that often she probably sees modeled, at least from me in my bad moments, is that I've got my own important thing to do. Hmm. So I will, I will, I will, you know, get with you in a few minutes. You need to be patient. You need to, you know, as opposed to this idea of like actually praying, okay, God, what am I supposed to be working on? Am I supposed to be working? And is she supposed to be, you know, playing by yourself or is it supposed to be like, okay, you know what? I have this desire to work on this thing, but God is telling me, nope, you need to go and actually spend time and play with your daughter. I hate that wrestling. I feel like, you, and maybe if, maybe I just need to pray about it more because those are the moments and I talk about this with other moms and dads is it's like, I cannot stop feeling guilty. <laughs> like, it's like, if I'm working, I feel bad. If I'm like playing, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. And so again, I don't, anybody got any solutions? Maybe we need well, a call I mean, in show. Yeah. Someone call in and help us. please. <laughs> I, yeah. I think uh, what I'm hearing is yeah. just as true in our marriages. It was just as true in the garden with Adam and Eve, hmm. when there's this crazy confusion and I don't know what to do here, yeah. we look at our own very mm-hmm. limited wisdom yeah. and we're like, well, I think we should, yeah. or I'm just gonna make, you know, take the path yeah. of least yeah. resistance or whatever, right. whatever it is in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. But no, I mean, Adam should have said, Eve, I don't know, this doesn't feel right, let's go to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk to God right now. That's great. You know, and so I'm working on that in my own personal life. You yeah. Know? And mm-hmm. our lives are to some degree on display in our homes. Our kids see the real us. You totally. Know? Oh yeah. And so to see that response yep. to either whether it's just my own confusion or my son is crying because of something that happened at school or because I'm about to leave and go follow yeah. God on something. You know, totally. like hey, have, yeah, let's I'm bring do. him into this. Yes. Lord, Lord, let's go together and say. I will do what you tell me to do. And, yeah. mm-hmm. um, Hey junior. Yeah. Would you do what God tells us to do right now? You know? And yeah. I don't know, like just at the very least see us no, going through that it. process. Yeah. To at least like I'm seeking God yeah. and like, it's not, he's the authority, which that mm-hmm. was the scary question that Francis wanted us all to ask <laughs> is, am I more worried that my kids will love me or will love Jesus? And if they don't love me, is that, is that okay if they love Jesus? And that was like, oh, shoot. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I want them. I, like you, you picture your future and you're like, I just really want my, I want them to love Jesus and me. Right. But like if somehow there was a choice, would I give up 
their love of me so that they love and pursued Christ. That's heavy. Yeah, and it's easy to say, oh, 100%, yes, I would. However, thinking of however many years, you know, that that relationship may be strained mm-hmm. here on earth, that's it's a hard concept to, to wrap your head around. But, yeah. I mean, ultimately, you know, if we keep that eternal perspective, like, yeah, we, we really do hopefully want our kids to to love Christ a lot yeah. more than we need them to love us or even maybe like us is the, the more correct word because, you know, Francis is talking about, you know, if your kids love Christ and you love Christ, then there will usually be a love for, for one another, even if there's, you know, some strains in the relationship. Yeah. I think we tend to go, well, yes, I want them to love Christ because the evidence of that is that they will love me. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. the Bible says, you yeah. know, uh, honor, honor your, your father and mother. Right. Yeah. And so uh, they, the evidence of love is obedience. And so it's a, you know, come back around and it'll end up blessing me. Yeah. But like, what about, are you willing to let your kids go through what it will take for them Ouch. to love God? Mm-hmm. Oh, Think about Lord, what it mercy. took for me to love God. I know. You know, I don't want that for them, but. If that's what it takes, then yes. Preach, mm-hmm. Steve. That's so good. Yeah. I know. I look at my parents and I'm like, you did this 12 yeah. times. Wow. Like your heart walking around, watching us bumble around, smash our heads against the wall. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't even imagine that the reliance that it takes to be to the reliance on God that it takes. So thank you, parents. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I there's so many different avenues that we could go. And we're actually going to do another uh, podcast on, on parenting. We're actually bringing Branson back to talk about like, how can we talk about things specifically related to sexuality with our kids? He's got a gaggle of them, five of them. And, um, but we've had some questions from listeners just saying like, Hey, how can we talk about this with our kids? So we're not going to end the, the walking with, kids conversation. I'd even like to bring in um, possibly like experts in different fields, like different age groups, because Mm -hmm. it's so important. And as I, even right now, and we'll get to this, I'm sure when we talk to him, but like with my three-year-old, she's like, so can I marry a woman? Can, what about that person? Like she'll ask. And and I'm, I'll say, yeah, there's people who do that, but this is how, so like, it's so good practice for me to start talking, like putting the marriage conversation in the mouth, in like three-year-old words. And so it's like, oh, so God made male and female. And so in order for marriage to look like God, it needs to be male and female. She's like, oh, and I'm like, okay, like sweating. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. huh? Yeah. So we're going to keep this conversation going. I really want to. Um, but the biggest thing I think that I took away from this and it's changing right now, even with my, like, I don't want to hurt my kids, but I'm like, it's going to hurt them more if they aren't on mission. It's going to hurt them more if they don't know that I'm not the ultimate authority. There's a, there's, and even that word could be triggering Mm -hmm. for those of you listening. And I'm sorry, but God is God. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, that there's someone that it loves them so much and has an amazing plan Mm -hmm. for their life. And I want them to be able to listen to his voice. Mm -hmm. And they are not the center of my life. Yes. Yeah. And that yeah. was what Francis said too. And um, I'm, I'm going to post also a link as well to us. It's a psychology today article just on like, there's such an increase in teen anxiety and depression and suicide. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that they, again, not a Christian article, it could have been a Christian who wrote it, but the biggest thing that they said that we can teach our kids is uh, 
how to manage emotions. And they said, they mentioned like parents who are parenting, like that are like, mm-hmm. no, are you, there's safety in my being in charge. And that's gripping me, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, how can I do that without damaging their tiny, cute little hearts? <laughs> um, so I am going to just, I feel like, I don't know. We like need to like end in prayer or something because this is such an area of desperation. And maybe I'll do that. That'll be okay if we like sure. end the like marriage talk and the kid talk. Uh, this this week's kid talk with just a prayer of like commissioning over our relationships. All right, I'm gonna do that. God, I thank you for this book that we walked through uh, together as a family here in this room and as a bigger family of um, God. And and Father, I just pray that um, whoever is listening, whether they're single or married or divorced or widowed or a kid and um, looking toward marriage, I just pray, God, that we in our marriages would represent the marriage of Christ in the church. I pray that our marriages would reflect the gospel. I pray that our relationships would reflect the gospel, God. I pray that the church would be one. I pray that we would learn how to invite our kids in this oneness church dance and relationship so that we are a strong body, God, held to this by the sinews of your love, as it says in Colossians. And I just pray that we would look to you, the the head of the body, uh, as you direct us, God. So teach us more. I feel like such a baby and learning all of this, uh, but teach us more how to be Christ in the church. Teach us to be one. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for people like Francis and Lisa. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Thanks so much for listening to the Hole in My Heart podcast. We're so excited to chat with you next week. Uh, We have another guest, Nate Collins. He wrote All But Invisible. He's got a really cool um, conference coming up in St. Louis this summer that I'm speaking at. So we'll chat with him. Really excited. So thanks so much for all of us here. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. Uh, We hope it has been another reminder that the gospel really is good news for everybody every day. Hey, would you tell a friend about uh, the Hole in My Heart podcast? Uh, tell them they can find it in Google Play, in the TuneIn app, and of course, Apple Podcasts. If, if you don't want to miss an episode, really uh, suggest that you subscribe in Apple Podcasts. And remember, your positive ratings and reviews will help us reach more listeners. And of course, you can follow Lori at himhministries.com. We'll see you next week. You got your tickets for Franchan, right? Because they're sold yes, out. Yes, I okay. got them. I got them. Good. They have. There's ten thousand people going. Wow. So my dad was just on the phone with like the people coordinating it, and they're like, "What is this? Why are we sold out?" My they're like, "Do people really love Francis Chan that much?" And I was like, over screaming yes. them over the phone. Yes. I was like, yes, yes, they do. they do, Dad. And he's like, "Yeah, I guess they do." So not funny. <laughs> what is it? Phil Wickham, the artist. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You could have been like, "No, it's Phil Wickham." <laughs> It's Philip W. Wickham. (laughs) Wait, he's a Wiccan? What? Yeah, let's do that. That Wiccan, (laughs) Phil Wickham. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) All right. Yeah, boy. Um, I didn't even really do a mic check, but I think we're good. I think we're great. Yeah. You sound good to me. We are good. Mm Okay.